I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Dangly Keychain. And is it... You what? Epi- <laughs> and is it time for episode number 350 of Video Games Hot Dog? Wow, really? Is it? I thought we would have something exciting to do. We, we didn't for 300. We, we so. never do that, though. Well, but for this the, is for like a big seven times 50. Yeah, seven year ish anniversary. Yeah. Which is just not really true because we've taken a bunch of breaks and eight stuff. Eight years. We haven't taken that many breaks. Have we? No. We're taking a break next week, though. You're not going to record remotely? I don't think so. Okay. I just I don't want to haul extra weight with me when i'm flying when i have to fly home uh i'm going to arizona for the last time it's not, definitely it's not, the, not last the last time, time. no is going arizona to gonna cease to exist yeah they, wow wouldn't they, that be something it has a it has a female congressperson so i'm out <laughs> <laughs> it's That's not the one i voted for either <laughs> um Anyway, uh, hi. The election was not that bad, but I uh, had a lot awesome. of drinks during it, and I don't feel very good today. So, oh, that's so sad. You guys got to carry me. Okay. There need to be three sets of pod prints. <laughs> pod prints. <laughs> You're the pod prints, Riff. Oh shucks. One, two, three pod princes here before you. <laughs> Does that make you the pod king or the pod emperor? Or? No, I think I'm the. I guess you're I'm not the my woman dad. Just, I think in that in that song, I'm the woman the spin doctors are trying to have sex with. Are okay. we all pod people? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I would make that screeching noise, but I don't remember what it sounds like exactly. I also I saw a, a just make a, the whooper noise. A behind <laughs> the scenes photograph that was uh, from that movie, I think, uh, and it was. Donald Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum and what, what another movie is it? Actor, it's the, Invasion uh, of the Body Snatchers. Okay, nineteen seventy-eight. Wow, they were Donald Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum were in that. Yes. Holy fuck! Uh, oh, I don't and, remember Goldblum. Oh no, wait. yeah, I don't. Now that I think about it, it, what I I've never actually seen the movie, but I remember the Mad Magazine parody of the movie, and I actually do kind of remember a caricature of Jeff Goldblum being in it. You know, the problem is I'm thinking of Day of the Triffids. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I was like, he was not in that movie, but then I was like, oh, okay, wait a second. I'm thinking That's also much different. earlier. Like that. Right, I, not, remember... I was because I also thought that that was like a '60s ish. Yeah, movie. I think that was like very very early '60s. Because I remember like my dad describing that as a movie that he got like sort of scared by. It's he was cool. It's riding a, it's a good his bike movie. home from the movie as a child and was freaked, was out, freaked that everyone out was dead. the plants oh um I, see. I can't remember who the third actor is it was somebody it was some other big actor who i believe is dead now and Mother was Brando. pretty young in it orson uh, wells or like vincent price or something i don't remember who else was in it vincent price might be right action or bella lugosi uh, day of the pod people Anyway, uh, episode 350, guys. We made it. So this is it. It's a real milestone. It's the last we're st- one. We're stopping now. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the last one for two weeks. <laughs> oh. Uh, what are you up to, Jim? Still just raising your baby? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, Anything else? Oh, oh. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Wow. Leonard was. Yeah. What? Uh, who snatched whose body? Every- aliens uh, slash everyone. Okay. Everyone snatched aliens' bodies. Sorry. So, JP, I don't know if he tweeted this, but it was I saw it on Mastodon. And he posted a box art from a old like uh, 
Amstrad CPC game or some old 8-bit British microcomputer. Um, and the box art was uh, like a very detailed painting of a barbarian fighting a dragon. Okay. And the barbarian was wearing a thong and had a, like a really good bubble butt. And JP's comment was just the peach emoji. Um, but my reaction to this was like, this game looks fucking amazing. Like, and I want to play this. And then I thought for a second about like, what do games correlated with that kind of box art actually play like? And then I was like, never mind. Um, because isn't that that's pretty standard fare for like a D and D? Yeah, like the oh, old school yeah game of the eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what I was like when I realized yeah, like oh looks right, like a Dragon Magazine. It's gonna cover. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. play like garbage. Although those um, Dragon Magazine covers were more like I feel like Larry Elmore did a lot of those, and he didn't quite have the like Frazetta or that's true. He, like he, he was wasn't not as as he wasn't as Boris Vallejo <laughs> as <laughs> Boris Vallejo yeah. as Boris Vallejo. Yeah, Vallejo was the one I couldn't think of the name of. Yeah. Um, didn't we have a Boris Vallejo calendar? Yeah, the... I think Chris Moyer bought it for me for Christmas yeah. one year. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was pretty good. We just put it in the ba- the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Back when we when I took pride in maintaining a hostile work environment. Before, yeah. but then you started using the tractor calendars. I yeah, I just always like the tractor calendars. I right. got one of those up at home now. Do you do you have a thing against farm equipment? Uh, no. Okay, so you're, so you're not saying that a calendar a calendar is, is inherently sexist. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like a bikini calendar is inherently violent sexist. against no. what it's uh, <laughs> like picturing. Is what I was saying. <laughs> no, I, I guess I guess no. tractorist. Yeah, one of those like cute kittens being <laughs> right? crushed in industrial machinery. <laughs> calendars. Wow. God. I want to see it's a photoshopped. A, it's not uh-huh. okay. All right, thank uh-huh. God. Uh, I want to see a calendar of. John Deere tractors being hacked to oh, uh, by right to repair people. Yeah, good. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. A lot. The tractors in, in my calendars are always they're they're always like antique tractors. Oh, okay. so they're very hackable. Okay. Very very right to repair friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is weird how farmers are fucked in both the like they can't keep seeds for the next year because the genes are all patented and they can't repair their own fucking tractors because it's like yeah. software locked. Like the people that feed us, we are just ruining. Well, it's not us. It's the companies that are selling those things to them. Well, but we, well, because they want to own all the farms, right? Like, they yeah. don't want there to be individual farmers. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, who knows? We probably don't get a, much, a large percentage of our food anymore from, like, family farmers. It's all... I think Back you would actually be now. really surprised really? what it means to be a family farm and how many family farms there are in the U.S. There, there are big family farms. Right? There are but, a bunch of big family farms. But I don't know. Th- I don't know that I actually <clears throat> believe that it is like inherently noble for the world to get their food from a million small farmers than it is ten large farmers. Like I, think I don't. The problem is that industrial farming is. Bad for Great. the world. Monoculture. Yeah. Sure. You guys should check out the Sarah Tabor Twitter thread we, about this we stuff. We totally should. And her podcast. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully she like will talk Farmed about this Tabor. specifically in the next season of the podcast. Maybe coming soon. I have no idea. I uh, when I, when I recommended that podcast, like the most recent episode was like a week ago and there hasn't been one since then. Oh. So like, I think it's seasonal. I think it's, uh. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, like a like modern a, high production like value a peach. podcast. No, it's not. It's just like one or two people sitting in a room. I uh, like the, that she uh, talks about plants and her name is a, sort of a combination of tater and tuber. 
Sure. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that maybe that led to, uh, well, what was it? How like dentists, it was people who named dentists are more likely to be dentists. I thought that was debunked. Yeah, but I believe it anyway because it's funny. Yeah. Do you think that Tudor monarchy was all about teaching, teaching people, people stuff? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, box art. I'm talking about box art. <laughs> yeah. <still. laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and this is, this is, this, it's happened to me multiple times that I'll be at the maid and I'll be like looking at, uh, a video game box and like reading the copy on the back of it. And it was like, this game sounds amazing. Right. And then I think about like all the games that like, even if the copy is like literally true, all the games that play exactly like this, this text is describing, Oh, they're all garbage and I don't want to play any of them. So um, are you just talking about how you're taken in by advertising? Well, I'm, I, I think what it is, is that, Video game boxes, like my interactions with video game boxes in my life have been in stores. Okay. Where like you go in and you see like this amazing, like a, a, uh, a display of all the adventures you could go on. And then maybe you get to pick one and take it home. Oh, oh, like the, the multitudes of boxes are the different adventures that you could be going on. Yes. I see. Yes. Not the one box shows you a bunch of adventures and then well, you get to choose right, one. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, each box, is of, of each version, each box of Doom has a different adventure <laughs> that you yes, take home. And it's exactly, that's, that's how I, different kinds of Dooms. That is how I see it. Okay. Yes. Um, and that's my, like, that's still my association with boxes, with game boxes. Whereas, uh, the actual games themselves, my main interaction with that sort of game has been like loading a bare disk image out of a directory in an emulator. Um, and so like my perception of the actual games has been utterly destroyed by that, the experience of actually playing a bunch of them. But because the box art wasn't associated with any of these. Uh. Then the box art is pristine in my in my memory. So you haven't learned to be disappointed, right? Okay. Something that I really appreciated about first party Nintendo games early on is that the box art was usually just sprites from the game, yeah, or it looked like it, what like they were doing. I think it was Frank Cifaldi who recently um, posted. Uh, well, he posted um, a side by side of here's what Donkey Kong looks like in the game. Here's what Donkey Kong looks like on the oh, box yeah, art, and yeah. it's like. It's, it looks like pixel art, but he was saying it's clearly like construction paper cut, cut up to look like pixel art. Because like the nipples are small. It was like, and right. And the, like the, <laughs> yeah, there the were pupil, sub pixel nipples. The, the pupil was like slightly crooked. Right. So yeah, that's, I, I, I love that aesthetic though. Like I, uh. Yeah. It's really satisfying. Yeah. And they had like motion lines mm-hmm. on them too, which was nice. Yeah. But then like you had like Mega Man 1. Where the box art was like somebody's like <laughs> nine year old nephew said, it, Oh, I got an A in art. I, I really liked how there um, is an A in art. <laughs> I really liked how the uh, the Mega Man Nine box art was clearly a th- like a callback to the Mega Man One art. Hmm. Good. It seems like Mega Man Nine should have been the last in the series, given like the three by three grid nature of Mega Man. Hmm. Yeah, I never really thought about that. They eight, unfortunately right? they just released isn't Mega Man was in the middle. But was oh it? yeah, you're right. So oh, was Mega Man X. Maybe the ninth one is when he he fights, fights his own himself. inner demons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, 
Is that not what all of them are? I kind of imagine that like the first one Cut has Man six. Was the part of me that wants to harm myself. And, <laughs> wow, guts, guts, guts. Man is the is my guts. imbalanced gut flora causing uh-huh. me to be uh, angry all the time. All right, keep going. And, um, Leaf Man it, is when I left that time. <laughs> uh, Elec Man. I don't remember the enemies from Mega Man One. Elec Man is Elec, one of them. Elec Man is my anxiety about the election. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bomb Man sure. is about my tendency to drop terrible poops in the toilet okay okay that's not really an inner demon is it it's it well it was once <laughs> Transi- transitory wow. it's okay um there was a <laughs> there was an episode of train hot dog called the brown devil inside which oh, no. i <laughs> one of my favorite and uh, not a great episode but one of my favorite names mm-hmm. what what was it about poop okay did you have to poop when you were recording it is that no all the i mean they're the all the episode names were like phrases that i said usually it's something that i read on on when i was googling for a topic i forget what the topic was but i think poop was involved i have to admit that i never actually listened oh, to oh nobody listened an, an entire uh, train i thought dog. there was like a whole like subset somebody like sacrificed themselves on the altar of train hot dog for the I, I like I, people have actually listened and it's kind of amazing to me like the same kind of people like i know i know a couple of people who listen to like the part of video games hot dog before we get to talking about video games yeah those people would also <laughs> listen to train hot dog well okay the, this part of the podcast is some people's favorite part of the podcast. Oh yeah, I had it's I, certainly my favorite part. I'm okay. very proud of the logo of the the oh, podcast yeah. art that I made. For that train was hot very dog. good. That was good. really good. It didn't that have was, a hot dog in it. That was very very good. The, no, the train was the hot dog. Don't you remember? Well, no, but that was a that was just a GIF on the website. Yeah, I mean the actual like the THD where the H was a section of railroad track. Oh no. Anyway, I see. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't like it enough to even know about it. All I want is your approval, Kevin. I think I fixed it. I think you made it and then I altered it. Oh, okay. As I recall. Good. Uh, I finally found one of my shitty old business cards that I'm going to need to prove to the people at the DMV in Arizona that I am, that, that me and the company are not two different entities. Is, and I, it is shocking to me that that's enough. In, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, she, does anyone know how easy it is to make business cards? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you think it's a machine at the mall that would make them for you. <laughs> She wanted to help me. She just couldn't without some kind of documentation. It was you know? like Tom Francis trying to get his, like, uh, any kind of, like, visa-type stuff going. They want... Print sources. Print sources. He's not, he's not well-known unless he's been in printed stuff because exactly. the internet isn't real. Yeah, which is... The internet's so not real. There's so many more famous people. Like, there aren't more famous people than there were 20 years ago, to uh, proportionally. I'm, what? I'm hypothesizing, uh-huh. uh, but way more people seem famous because of the internet. What do you think fame is? <laughs> a lot of people knowing about you. Okay. So yeah, there are a lot more people who are famous. <laughs> right. Well, if you think of everybody as like the the cyborg system of like their brain and all the information they can access on the internet, there are tons more famous people. I guess that's true because everyone knows everyone because you can find out about them very quickly mm-hmm. by looking them up on your external brain. I'm just imagining like if if PewDiePie wants to immigrate, he'll have to like take one of his, take his most popular video, download the video, and then send print, it through a print, dot mix print printer. Yeah, yeah. I'm ima- like, and I'm imagining like either just ask you sixty frame per second ASCII art. I mean, it would either bound. it would either be like print like a bunch of frames of it. 
like one page per frame or just print the MPEG encoding in, te- in like hex form. Or UU encode. <laughs> or UU encode. If you want to print it on a, like a daisy wheel printer right. that only has 128 characters. Right. You could, um, I bet you, do you suppose that data has ever been transferred via printing out UU encoded stuff and then OCRing it and UU decoding it? I mean, as a joke, it must have been. Yeah. But yeah, I'm that trying seems to, like, like something they would make you do in a mystery hunt or something. Yeah, right. I was about to say that seems like a that seems like a great idea, actually. Forcing people to OCR something to solve a puzzle, like just like here is here are eighty pages of garbage that you have to either scan tra- transcribe or yeah. yeah Th- that time. is that is a very arg thing to do. Or I get your mom to type it. Like I did sometimes yep. with like basic source code listing when she could type and I couldn't. Yeah. I, I'm curious about like how diligent uh, mystery hunt puzzle designers are about like making sure a puzzle is like actually practically solvable as just like probably theoretically solvable. We, they have no problem requiring computers. Yeah, they, de- they definitely do that. But we like at least our team made sure that every puzzle was test solved twice by humans. Okay, that's that's a very diligent. I did not do that when I was running. <laughs> well, but you have the advantage of not having a time limit. Right. Like it's, if it takes weeks, that's great. Right. right. Like whereas yeah. our, if, our, yeah. if a puzzle in the mystery hunt takes weeks, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. You want it to be like two to six hours or yeah. maybe 20 hours of 20 human hours of work or whatever. Yeah. There was a, a, a puzzle that was, where you were given a YouTube video link with uh, the audio of the YouTube video was a Commodore 64 program on uh, in the audio format that they would record to oh, tape. Right. Nice. Uh, and I didn't actually try decoding it. So I didn't know, like, I don't know if it's going to lose too much information in the right. compression. Yeah. Um, and it was totally doable. But one of the things they had to do was invert the audio. Before it would actually work. Yeah, I was really huh. like a very a very specific thing that I like in retrospect, kind of unbelievable that they Somebody managed to get it working. What does yeah. it mean to invert audio? Um, oh geez, how do I? Uh, like, there's so much context I could provide, and I'm trying to like determine. So, audio, um, digital audio is stored as a um, as a a number which encodes like the position of the speaker mm-hmm. of like the tweeter or the woofer, like abstractly. Um, and so the, the digital audio can be at a maximum, in which case the, the speaker is presumably like the, the, at the extent, furthest extent it can move in one direction. Yeah. Or it can be at a minimum, in which case it's the furthest extent in the other direction. Not at neutral. An invert. And in, in zero is the neutral position. Oh, so it's like plus or minus. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, usually it's stored as from negative one to one or. Okay. Sure. So I, I understand what inverting it would do, but I guess like if I said fart and then somebody inverted that, what would it oh, sound Oh, it would like? sound exactly the same. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah. Why? I mean, I- uh, because our ears don't really pay attention to that sort of thing. Okay. Like we're, what we hear is frequencies. Um, and right. it's going to have the same frequency components, it'll just be slightly out of phase from... Right. So then how does... does but the out we, of phase but we don't hear to, phase. But, I know, only, but, the, and out of, but the phase is enough to fuck up a Commodore 64. Program. Right. So what was happening was that the, the program was p- 
well, I actually don't know for sure, but probably what was happening was that the program was like high values are one bit and low values are zero bit or something like right. that. Um, and if you flip those in a, in a computer program, it's just going to be garbage. Theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I don't think that's exactly what it is, but it's something like that. What is the, uh, there was a kind of audio encoding that's very easy to crack, but it makes it so you can no longer uh, understand speech. That is, it's what they used for the probe droid sounds in The Empire Strikes Back. It sounds very distinctive. Like you would you would know it if you heard it. Uh, but I forget what it is. I, I wrote it down so that I could look it up on uh, on Wikipedia at some point. I can't. Quite visualize the probe droid sounds in my head, but my, my, they're like listening to it on a console in Echo Base. Yeah, like my my get. Oh yeah, that yeah. I don't know what that is. That sounds like almost like a. It was like an early, almost like a formant filter with like the highest frequencies removed or something like that. It's not, it's non-destructive. It's reversible on mm-hmm. the other end. Wow, right? It's because so it's are they just, actually saying things. Yeah, it's actually it's, it's, it's just human speech that's been processed in a way that's reversible on the other end. But you have to have the thing to reverse it on the other end, what? or it just sounds like that noise. It's very Why? easy to crack, right? Once that's you really understand how it works. But it was I just want, a very early form of encrypted is. communication. Okay, I'll I'll track it down. I'll yeah, that's this needs to be um, show noted. Yeah, I, I listened to it on some tech history podcast or something. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. I'm into that idea as a future puzzle. Oh yeah. yeah. That's good. People will think it has to do with empire strikes back. Right. And it does. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The answer is empire. <laughs> Sorry. I've just, spoiled it. no, it's fine. They'll have to listen to this podcast to get that hint. The, the, well, the answer is watch empire records. Hmm. I just did that. Yeah. Pretty dumb. <laughs> I feel like it was a real touchstone for people that were maybe five or six years younger than me. Yeah. Well, and, and like everybody in it is extremely like likable. Um, and attractive. And attractive. Like I remember having a crush on Liv Tyler. Cause oh, yeah. Um, Robin Tunney. Uh-huh. Even with no hair. Uh, but, but it was very much like. I don't know. This isn't really a criticism, but it's one of those movies where like every possible thing happens. Okay. <laughs> like let's let's have a bunch of characters throw a bunch what, of stuff at the wall. What can each of them like each of them can have a coming of age story in the same day? I guess right. it's the only movie in which Rex Manning Day occurs and so it has to it, that Right. Definitionally, any movie in which uh, one thing uniquely happens is a movie in which everything happens. That's fair. It's the only way. Huh. It's the only way to guarantee that Rex Manning Day would happen, since it doesn't appear anywhere else. <laughs> I really liked the uh, the scene where um, uh, the, I forget I forget the guy's name. He he played the the bass player in that thing you do, where he gets he's watching a Guar video, and then ends up in the Guar video being eaten by the Guar monster. Mm-hmm. It's a, a nice little, like, just a completely throwaway moment that unconnected to anything. But you could say that about just about everything in the movie. So sure. Probably the people making that movie just wanted to meet Guar. Sure. Yeah. What was the... Ah, fuck. What was the guy's name who died? Erectus. Oh. Homo Erectus. I, I, I get him and the, all of the characters from Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> he's, not Rick, he's not Rictus Erectus. 
Is it like uh, odorous urungus. Odorous humongous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't. They didn't recycle the character. They just made a new per- character. They yeah. hired a woman to the. They hired a woman to replace him after he died. Huh. Uh, she had played with the band before, and I don't remember if, if her name was something like Vulvasaurus Rex or something like. That's, that's was, pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't that. It was. It was better than that. Okay. Um, Still pretty good. Uh, what have you been up to, Riff? Hmm. Not much. I've. Have you? Have you guys? been able to hear through my mic the weird little robot I've got on my desk? I hope not. Okay. So, I have not. <laughs> I I bought this thing, uh, this thing called Vector uh, from uh, through a Kickstarter. Do, are you guys familiar with um, there is like another little toy robot called Cosmo? Uh, is that like the little uh, the little dude, like a foot and a half tall humanoid? No, this is like a little, uh, oh, maybe like four inch tall tank treads guy. Oh, okay. Um, and Vector is like the, the next iteration they made of it, where the, the company is called Anki. Uh, and the Cosmo is basically designed as like an interesting robot kid's toy. And then Vector has been given more powerful uh, brain hardware and stuff. It's basically the same chassis, but uh, they're they're trying to do it as like a personal assistant thing. You can ask him questions like Siri and stuff like that. I'll hold him up. Maybe you can hear him. Uh, hey, Vector. How did Mama Cass die? No, he didn't. He, he didn't understand me saying it. Anyway, well, so, so he was speaking in a droid language, or what? He was speaking. He, he was making a little. He was making a little beeping noise. If he had under, oh, he's angry that I'm holding him up in the air. Hang on. <laughs> uh, he, if he had understood my, oh, I, I know what I did because, ridiculously, the problem is, is that in order for him to to understand that you're talking at him, they had to do that like "Hey Siri" thing, but instead yeah. of being able to. Uh, to directly uh, take a question from that, they had to add an extra step. So, hey, Vector, I have a question. Oh, I think he's too pissed off that I'm holding him up in the air to ask him a question. I just assumed it was taking that long for like the round trip to the server where they do the what? speech processing. Yeah, what to... is happening? Well, this anyway. is great. This is great. I love this. Up, uh, we, <laughs> we could revisit Vector next week with yeah. more shenanigans. Uh, hopefully, they. Hopefully, they. I. They. They're making continual updates to them. I think the main thing they're working on now, though, is getting the SDK out so that all of us that back the Kickstarter can futz around with programming and ourselves and. That was the main thing I was interested in, is seeing if I could actually program some interesting interactions and maybe some weird little, like, text-type games into him, because his his voice uh, is fairly robust and understandable. Um, so it'd be possible, I think, to, like, code a, a Twine game, basically. Where he so we didn't actually hear him speak then. Oh, could you not actually hear him through the mic? Well, we heard noise, tweeps, tweeps and stuff. 
It, Wait, it, I mean, I thought it was like an R two D two thing. Oh, where, right, like, right. You you, if, you learn to understand his language over the course of interacting with this. I don't know if I, can, if I can get him to actually <clears throat> say anything. I, can I do like how you heart heart failure. Yeah, faster than a robot. <laughs> Take that, John Henry antagonist. I do like how uh, you brought it, sort of you sort of brought it around full circle because I feel like a, a hay vector is like a like a family farm is a good hay vector. Oh. <laughs> God. Yeah, hay is a vector for a lot of allergens. Too. That's true. Speaking of bringing it around for, for full, full circle, I saw the the box for the, <laughs> the 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 Star Wars like BB-8 toy. Yeah. Like it was it was a it was one of those like high end like one hundred and fifty dollar toys they sell to geeks. But it was like one of the bullet points was like this droid is fully equipped to explore the Star Wars galaxy by your side. Um, uh, what that so mean? like I, warp engines. <laughs> No, it just means, like, it'll roll around on the desk. Oh. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but that phrase was like, fuck, I want to explore the Star Wars galaxy with this dude. Where's my credit card? It knows how to, it knows how to launch Wik- Wikipedia from your, like, personal <laughs> laptop. Like, what, what the yes. fuck? Oh, God, it will yeah. tell you it's all about He acts Luke. like Siri, but he is only, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Is Wikipedia. That's so much better yeah. than having legs. Uh... <laughs> uh Maybe he's running a private instance of Star Wars Galaxies, uh, and if you can get the client to connect to him, he you can explore Star yeah. Wars Galaxies with him. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the maid recently. Um, oh, I shouldn't be saying this news without knowing what it actually means. But apparently, there was a DMCA exception granted to the maid to um, recreate servers. Re- yeah, recreate yeah. like reverse engineer servers for. The MMOs that have been shut down. Yeah. Was was it the maid that was talking? Was seeking actual code? I'm or, not sure. I think they somebody, had the code. Somebody I think tweeted, like, I think, like, hey, if you have code from an MMO that is either like no longer running or like an old version of an MMO, we would be happy to take it. And then even, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, not sequester, but the the whatever the word is where you put it away for a while and don't open it. I can't remember what that word is. Uh, um, Barry? <laughs> no. Escrow? Maybe escrow. It might have been escrow. But, like, put it away for it until you say it's okay to, to run it. But then, to like, just have yeah. old versions of MMOs. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. And I was like, I guess we could potentially do that with KOL, but without the database, it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, do you have backups <clears throat> that are that old? I don't know. I don't, like the code, yes, but I don't know that without without the database, I don't know that it would mean we we started storing so much of the actual game in the database. Yeah. That and that doesn't that that like reconciling both the code and the database to a specific date would be tricky. Yeah. What have you been up to, Kevin? Uh not a bunch of interesting stuff, I guess. Uh, we we played a board game, uh, you and you and me. We played trains. Oh, yeah, trains uh, is good. It was fun. Been a while, it's been a while since we played it. Yeah, I had forgotten how much I liked it. It's it's like Dominion, but with a board, basically. Um, but uh, Dominion with me less bored. <laughs> Somehow, a game where one of the cards is literally just says "normal train" manages to be less boring than Dominion thematically. <laughs> uh, I have I have been traveling around a fair bit uh, to locations around San Francisco looking for a uh, wedding venue. 
for mm. 2020 and it has sucked so that's not fun don't do that don't do it anyone no one should ever get married no just not in the bay area mm. it's like four times as expensive as anywhere else in, in the country and yeah we we tried to get married as cheaply as possible and it was still a high four figures yeah we haven't found anything that's under mid five figures so okay well if you try the east bay then well no i mean it's like anywhere it's if you want anything that's like if you're housing seven the seven what is it like like literally a five-hour block uh at a place that has like a nice view and like dinner was thirty thousand dollars so yeah so just don't have the view well sure or the dinner or the dinner yeah we're yeah, like a, the, I mean, the, so. What we did, we we got married at the botanical garden, and had uh, in in East Bay. In East, I forgot the name. It was what was it? Tilden Park, I think. Botanical garden. Okay. And that was the. I, I think it was like something like eighty dollars to rent it, but then you had like to, to have a like an eight hundred dollar deposit or something, and we only rented it for half damage. an hour. Yeah. And then where did you do your reception? That was at like one of the campgrounds. Oh, huh. In the park. And then did you have uh, dinner? Yeah, we, uh, so we were friends with someone who, like, their family, like, one of their family members runs a taco truck. Okay. So we just hired them. The, but also, your guests, a lot of them, like, stayed in tents. In yeah. The campground, which that's not. Well, that's intense. It was. <laughs> but, like, I don't think that, I, well, geez, do, do people who go to weddings expect to like be put up for the night? I think no. old people do, young people don't. Okay. That's my theory. I don't know if that's true. I feel like people expect to house themselves, probably. It depends on where. Maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe if you are, if you have a big house and a bunch of guest rooms, maybe you would expect that your family would expect that you would put them up or something like that. But yeah. Urban urban people don't have those things <laughs> right the other the other caveat here is that april works for the park district so maybe she got deals that normal people oh. can't get yeah a friend of mine like uh got married at a <clears throat> like at the um noah building in boulder which was beautiful and like on this just a, a big partial parcel of land that was really pretty and stuff like that but you have to be an employee in order to in order to do that yeah um what's we, noah National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Mm. We recorded some wedding planning episodes of Train Hot Dog, but I don't think they ever went up. <laughs> Just a bar. <laughs> Did, because you didn't send them to me or because I dropped the ball? I can't remember which it was. Well, I'm sorry if it was my fault. And I'm sorry if it was mine. What have you been up to, Zach? Not much. Okay. The so end. N- none of us have been. <laughs> I saw Suspiria. Yeah, what would yeah. you think of it? It's very gory. Is okay. that is that they remake that or is that it the is yes, remake, they remake it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it's got uh, Tilda Swinton in it. Cool. cool. She hangs out at Tilda Den Park. Uh-huh. A Tilden is uh, the lair of a Tilda. Okay, all right. Is that the one where she plays a weird old man? No. Okay, that must be a different one then. It's a dance troupe, uh, but it's witches, and they have blood magic. You know what's cool? Blood magic. That's how they made the trolls in World of Warcraft cool, finally. Giving them blood magic. <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the blood elves had blood magic. Uh, 
Oh, same. Okay. Is the the goblet you fill with blood and spelunky, is that blood magic? Yes, it has blood magic. That's a pretty cool goblet. It is. Yeah. There's a blood goblet in what's the other thing? It's true. You don't really do any blood Is it in the spelunky bitty game? That's in Kingdom of Loathing. Yeah. Oh, right. I don't remember if... I think... I think that I did a version of the Skull Goblet in the Spelunky minigame in Kingdom of Loathing. I don't know. Does uh, Derek, you know about the... Somebody tweeted at him about it, and he was like, lol, lol. that owns, or something. <laughs> okay. Um, that sounds like something he would say. That sounds like something Steve Gaynor would say, actually. Right. Not, uh, <laughs> Maybe someone tweeted at Steve Gaynor instead. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, Did you also re-implement Gone Home in oh, Kingdom of Jesus. Loathing? Because <laughs> um, I don't know what you would be fighting, right? We could just do it as ghosts. Like, yeah, the past. Your expectations ghosts. about what kind of game this is. Right. Mm-hmm. Christmas ducks everywhere. Gamer gators. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just all different kinds of animals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... Uh, I've been playing some video games. Yeah? Yeah. Spelunky. Uh, I said, yeah, I've been playing a lot of fucking Spelunky. It's kind of annoying. I, uh, Nick is insisting that I learn how to play Spelunky with a controller so that we can play, uh, it. And then, and the second one when it comes out on the PS4, uh, that we now have in the office, uh, we bought a gigantic TV for the office. Yeah, it's too big. It's too big. It's too large to play video games on. You should get a Fresnel lens and then turn it around so it shrinks the image. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or uh, I could just get a pair of binoculars and yeah. use them backwards. <laughs> while no, I'm just playing. put a mirror on the opposite wall and then you can just turn around. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would not make it even more difficult to play Spelunky with a controller. I So the first time that I played Spelunky with a controller, it felt like I was wading through glue and it was very, very difficult to accomplish anything. And then we played a co-op game today and kind of by the end of it, I sort of had it, which is not a thing that I expected at all. That you would get uh, it that quickly? Yeah. Like we got to, we got to City of Gold. But you um, know how a controller works and you know how Spelunky works. Like I feel like yeah. your brain, your brain just had to put a couple of pieces together. I there. guess. Yeah. I just wasn't, it felt like really hard to do, but then it's like, no, you know, muscle memory, you get it and then you have it. Right. And then you don't have to, like that very first, the first game, it was like, God, I feel like somebody's grandma trying to learn how to play a video game where it's like, well, God, what button do I hit to, I did once accidentally stick a bomb right where I was hanging off the edge of a ledge when I was trying to throw a rope. Mm. Um, and that's just because I don't know what button is what. And the on-screen prompts, I'm never, ever, ever going to be able to remember which button is in which position on any controller to the point where I can use a screen prompt. Like, it's just... I, I feel like, like I the... I uh, look at it every time. The, the better prompts will have, like, a directional indicator yeah. as well as a color and a letter. Um... Uh, yeah, so a lot That's of Spelunky. A lot. God, it's just, like, so much. Because you've also been playing a bunch of solo Spelunky. Yeah, a little bit of solo Spelunky, yeah. One or two games a day. Trying to trying to unlock those extra characters on my work computer. Um, but I also started playing Dark Souls on the Switch. Oh, yeah. And it's a good game. I've yeah. heard that people are happy about the Switch port. Uh, it seems good. Something that is that I'm noticing that I didn't really remember from before is that it seems like there's a like every time I kill something, I'm like dragging its ragdoll around with mm. my feet. For oh yeah, that was way, in the original. Was game. Was it? Yeah. Uh, 
Yes, yeah, real. Maybe it's maybe it got worse. I don't know. Uh, doesn't affect anything. It's yeah. just like, um, and man, though I feel like I am going sort of more slowly and like. I remember how to fight stuff more or less, but now I'm constantly worried that I'm like missing something or doing something. Like I know so much more about Dark Souls now than I did when I played it the first time that I feel like I'm being extra careful and making progress sort of more slowly. And like I'm constantly worried that I'm doing something wrong. Like I'm not like there's something I could have gone and gotten that would have made this part better or faster or easier that I'm missing shortcuts or like, are you dying? Quite a bit, yeah. Okay. I mean, you just you do. You I know. know. I was just wondering, like, I was wondering if your if your care, like, slow and careful approach, was helping you make. More it's progress. I'm I'm making more. It's like I think I am surviving fights better uh, okay. as a result of that. But also, uh, it popped up. It was like, hey, do you want to subscribe to Nintendo's online service? And I was like, no, not really. And it was like, okay, launching game in offline mode. To which I was like, fucking fine. Like, yeah, I do that- not want. I, once I was I was playing like I didn't have Xbox Live Gold and I was playing the 360 version of Xbox of other of Dark Souls. <laughs> um, this interesting brain fart. Um, and I was like, oh good. This, so since I don't have Live Gold, that means I won't be bothered by assholes on online. It turns out that it was like free Live Gold for everybody that weekend. <laughs> Just the head jerks coming into my game left and right. I mean, you can stop it if you don't have any humanity, right? Uh, yeah, that that, that does work usually. Um, but what I what I would do instead was I would go like to some like hard to see place and then just walk away from the game for a while and just like, check back occasionally to see if they'd given up yet. Okay. Oh, so they would actually have to hunt you or whatever. Yeah, they would have to like track me down. Huh? Are there tools to like locate somebody? Riff. I no, Riff is gone. Don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I don't so know Dark Souls one like as well as I know the others, but I amper a table or something. There is right. that. There. Yeah, I don't. There's like there's no map in the game, so there wouldn't be like a map dot that you could home in on or anything like right, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the the way you'd spot a mimicked item is you would just have to know where all the items are or just smash yeah, everything you'd, you'd have to recognize that something is out of place or but i wasn't even doing that like yeah. there, i don't think there i don't think there was a um a, that another i'm pretty sure there was actually yeah i i never used i never went into the magic system in dark souls anyway um the i don't yeah i don't i don't think there's a way to track down someone who's hiding i think you just have to search the area wow so you waste my time, I'm going to waste your time. Hmm. Uh, it's this a good video game, though. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to be playing something so that when I, I'm going to Arizona next week and I'm not going to have a computer with me. Which is why uh, I'm recording an episode next week. Yeah. And I, so I wanted to be playing something on the Switch that I could kind of get into that would, you know, be a sort of a, like a thing that I would want to play compulsively because I'm going to have way m- less stuff to do than i have time there when did you start play- what platform did you start playing wander song then uh yeah steam. steam so yeah that kind of stinks um and i played uh i played some of the uh they updated finally the backer beta build that i had gotten for underworld ascendant the new like immersive sim in the ult i guess in the ultima oh not <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, not the no, not the Kate Beckinsale yeah. Underworld franchise. Although that would be pretty good. Um, I was real bummed about it when I first played it because it was super janky and just didn't, and it was pretty close to coming out. And I was like, man, this is not going to be any good when it comes out. But then they delayed it a little while, and the most recent build is way, way better. Hmm. Uh, and I'm actually kind of excited to play it now. It is amazing how much. A game can change over a couple months of like very late in the process. Yeah, and I mean, I understand that. Like, yes, a game a game can be just trash until a week before it ships or whatever. But this felt kind of fundamentally busted, Hmm. you know. And it it, like and it was like coming out in six months or whatever. And I was like, oh, I just didn't have much faith that it's gonna get there. But now I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Player feedback, I guess. but yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, it's just a lot of physics. So I feel like you're just going to be able to like ch- kind of cheese your way through a lot of, uh, huh. a lot of things. There's any wooden door you can just burn. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Actually, I think though that what it means is that all the doors are just going to start being made of metal once they get tired of yeah. people well, being able to. But didn't you also used to want to use doors to like keep your, keep enemies away from you? So if you burn them, that doesn't work. Yeah, I guess maybe. And it creates a lot of light and it creates a lot of noise. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there's and there there was an item called foamy shadow loaf. Yeah, there was <laughs> oh, shadow. Yeah. There was the, the first item you find is just shadow loaf, and I was like, ah, I should tweet that. And then later on, I saw the foamy shadow loaf. It was very like, good. Must must let everyone know that this exists. Yeah, no, it's very good. <laughs> and you have to uh, consume it to learn anything about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the description. I'm like, mm, okay. Um, did you learn and anything about foam or I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try it. Um, I played wow. a couple of iPhone games. Uh, one is the new Philip Stolenmeyer, uh, cami box game called C slash saw, which is a game. Uh, it's kind of N plus plus looking. It's kind of N plus oh, okay. E. Uh, but all, your only controls are like sort of tilting the level. Uh, to make and your you do it with kind of buttons instead around. of tipping your phone. Oh god, yeah. I, but man, interesting. I, I tried. Nick recommended a game uh, by the developer of a game that he was working on. That he said this this game is really good. It's called a Trip into the Desert or a Trip into the Mountains okay. or something. And it's like a you're on a horse and you're constantly riding to the right. Like the background is scrolling by, and then there's these like bats and stuff attacking you, and you sort of have like. I don't know, like a flappy or no, uh, desert golfing style, like arrow shooting mechanics. But then you also tilt the phone to move forward and back relative to the other things, kind of moon patrol style. And it was kind of awful, hmm. like tilting the, like it, for whatever reason, I can never quite tell in a phone tilt game what it thinks is level. Because it's never what I think is level, and so it's kind of hard to stay still. I think those also, games try to like base what level means based on the way you're like holding it when the game launches or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and also like uh, doing that makes it so you the archery is weirder to do it, like with just weird angles on the screen. Um, anyway. Yeah, so you you got a little guy that you bounce around trying to collect these dots or rings. I guess they're rings. Uh, there's three rings on every level, and then there's a fourth one that you can get if you 
This is seesaw. Very, yeah. very fast. Yeah, this is seesaw. Uh, anyway, it's cool. I like. I have every reason to believe I'm going to continue to enjoy it a lot because it's a Philip Stolenmeyer game. The speed thing is kind of ridiculous. They're really, really hard. The threshold is very small. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're hard right out the gate. I cannot even imagine how hard they're going to get later. Yeah. Um, and then I played another game. I don't remember how I found out about this. Maybe just somebody tweeted about it, but it's called Spit Kiss. <laughs> it's which is revolting. Yeah. Uh, it's all of the all of the the sort of thematic stuff is like these line drawings of these kind of alien things that like fall in love and then spit all over each other. And gameplay wise, it's kind of like uh, super stickman golf. Like you are one character and you're trying to kiss another character that's in a different part of the screen. And you do that by constantly, uh, you like fire your spit glob and then it'll stick to a surface and start sliding. Like it'll slide down a wall and like this other spikes that will burst your spit bubble. Um, while it's sliding, you can, add impulse to it again with the same controls and when you're doing that it goes into like super bullet time so you can you're just like trying to sort of figure out how to traverse this level by like okay if i get onto this surface because your range is pretty limited um and the second that what you're doing is you're dragging uh you control it by it's weird it's a it's an upright game it's played in portrait mode and you can definitely play it with one hand but the way that you have to control it makes it really awkward to play with one hand so you kind of end up having to hold it with your left hand and play with your right hand which kind of defeats the purpose of it um but there's just like this very detailed drawing of a of an organ that is the kind of theme of each level the first one is always like a heart and then the second oh, like one is like a set, musical of, set of lungs it's it's weird and it's like super cutesy but also super grotesque huh um anyway spit kiss hmm yeah <laughs> <laughs> the gameplay is fun and that's all. That's all my video games for the year. It's a lot of video games, though. You did it. What have you been playing? You played them. Uh, I finished the hex, uh, which like last we left our hero, um, I had kind of thought that the the way the game was proceeding was kind of disappointing. Where like the there were six protagonists, and I had been like through three of them, and all the game had done is like had me play their game for a while uh after that it starts getting more interesting it starts mashing up the games together um and finally pops you out and kind of into kind of a uh a creepy frame game it 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 works okay i i do think it still has a lot of like uh a lot of um problems in terms of pacing and just not really being that funny when it's trying to be a funny game but Overall, I, I, um, I think it's worth playing. Um, and I played some, uh, Bioshock 2. This was me trying to, like, after I bounced off of System Shock 2, maybe I can go back to one of these games that I actually remember enjoying a lot. Um, and Bioshock 2, like, it turns out the Bioshock games are actually really, philosophically really gross uh all the Ayn Rand stuff well there's that but like it's kind of opposed to that stuff in the in like philosophically it feels like it's it's a kind of a 
a takedown of that stuff. Okay. But I mean specifically like how all the enemies are just people who need psychiatric help. Like you are running around just slaughtering um, like mentally ill addicts in fugue states. Hmm. And like, that's just not what I want to do with my time. <laughs> like in, in, in two specifically, like you're given this giant drill and you just like fucking dismember every, every single fucking person you meet with it. Yeah, it really and, felt like it, it was the kind of precursor to the horrible fucking meat grinder arm hook thing from Bioshock Infinite that was just like so distasteful. Yeah. To actually it, use. Is the idea that you're supposed to be grossed out by that so you don't want to use it so you engage with some other system? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Really? I I think like people who well, so uh, the reason I think I I I think that is that I didn't notice it was gross when I played Bioshock Infinite. And I didn't notice it was gross when I played Bioshock 2. I was just like, yeah, I'm playing, the, I'm in this cool underwater world where I need to fight to survive. And so, I've got a cool drill. So you and, have changed? Yeah. In the past, however, like eight years or however long it's okay. been, um, I've developed a distaste for dismembering people with giant drills. Okay. Like, it's, it's not that <laughs> war has changed. It's no, Jim has changed. Okay. Jim never changes. <laughs> The baby. Right. God damn it, Jim. <laughs> uh, and I played Man, does it. Anybody, does your wife ever say damn it, Jim, to you? And then it's a funny Star Trek joke. <laughs> um, not so far. I'll, I'll be sure to bring it up though as a possibility. Uh, and, and that, what else did I play? I've got a list here. Oh, I wanted to talk about potion. Uh, Potion is a game that I got on itch recently that seems like it's sort of like a witch themed spelunky, but it's only witch themed in that like, well, there's a lot of things that are witchy about it. You are a witch and you can fly in your broom okay. and you Sounds can, pretty witchy so far. and you can like collect frogs and turn the, like put them in a pot and they turn into potions. Do, is there, are there black cats? I haven't met a cat yet, okay. so maybe that's the extent of it. All right. Like, I cannot imagine a game with witches in it that does not have a black cat in it. Well, oh God, what am I thinking? There's a cat that follows you around all the time. <laughs> See? <laughs> wow. This, this cat provides your aerial attack. So like when you are flying, like when you are on the ground, you kind of throw bouncing stars in front of you. But when you're in the air, the cat shoots stars and you level As up they do like and i don't think you can level up your so this game is baffling so all i'm gonna do right now is describe like micro details of how this game works but i think it's trying to be like a spelunky so is it proc gen levels proc gen levels it's yeah death. um i'm not like permadeath but there's there's state that's retained between plays that i haven't figured out yet so um you can like throw your stars at the frog. The frogs normally will kill you in one hit. You have three lives. Like it, it, it's, it's conceptually like Spelunky's hit points, but it's presented like lives because you like fall off the screen and then respawn. Um, but you can stun them with your star and you, you pick them up and anything you pick up just kind of gets dragged around you, um, in a queue and you can drop them by pushing a button and you if you drop a frog it'll just come to life and kill you instantly wait like it's sort of like a snake 
tail that keeps growing. It feels like that, yeah. And that's, and that's just your inventory is just this sort of yeah. weird body. That, but, but it hasn't. You haven't killed the frog at that point. You've just you stunned it. But if you if you stun a frog and you keep throwing the stars at it, it'll eventually explode into candy. And if you collect the candy, you can level up your your cat's attack power. And if you level up your cat's attack power enough, you get an extra life. Okay. Uh, and you can push a button to, like, do a pogo jump on the item in your inventory closest to you. Uh-huh. But I haven't figured out what that's for. It doesn't, do, it doesn't damage the It frogs. doesn't seem to, no. Huh. Um, and you can drop <clears throat> things in the... The pot of the cauldron, I guess, is what it is. is. Are there just cauldrons scattered through the level? There's or? one cauldron in each level. Okay. And it's, it's, it's where you spawn. I don't know, like, if that's supposed to be your home or what. You can drop things in the cauldron, and usually a potion will come out, and the potions will either, like, level up your, uh, give, give you more, um, uh, flying magic. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they can, um, extend your flying bar. Cause when you, when you fly upwards, that, the bar depletes until, you run out of fly juice. And like, it's kind of just this mishmash of stuff that doesn't feel like it's gelling into anything, but that might be because I don't get it yet. So something, you can do something that opens a door in the level and somewhere in the level, there is a red key and you can pick up the red key and take it to the door. You get to the next level. So it's a real video game because it has a red key. Yes. (laughs) That's uh. Definitionally, the door, uh, the door is is like door colored. It's got to be a magic door, though. It's pr- it, I think it's probably a magic door because it, it, it it's, it's invisible at first. Right. Do you think the key is oh. made of blood? I it's blood. The key is blood magic. It says so in the game. Like you pick up the key and it just the screen is replaced with text that says blood magic. Okay. I can't tell whether you're trolling. Or <laughs> that's not. that's that's a troll. If that's there's blood magic and there's sex magic, is there also sugar magic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what the candy is for. Sugar magic is what makes your cats attack better. Yep. You didn't describe any sex magic, though. The, the, I mean, that's the, just a thing that happens, right? Did I say the the candy makes your cats attack better? Because I think that yes. was okay. Did, I think you did say that. It, but it also refills your fly. Eventually, you said it makes your flying yeah, yeah. stronger. Well, no, it, you can. So, you, if you level up your cat's attack enough, you get yes. an extra. Life. You get extra life, but the cat's attack re- resets to zero. Weird. Oh. <laughs> so, it's a, getting that last That's upgrade kind of is a trade-off. Clever. That's actually, actually yeah, yeah, like a having to manage leveling up based on. Right. Do the. Things They're, that level up the cat's power stay in the level. So could you like not? Yeah, they hang around. Okay. So they're, they'll fall to the ground and then just stay there. Or sometimes you'll find candy like going in circles in the sky. And getting candy also refills your fly meter. Okay. Oh, because it doesn't refill automatically? It, it refills when you touch the ground. But like if you're in the air. Is that what determines how fly you are? Like like the sex magic performed by the fly girls? Right. And how fly you color? are determines how long you can fly for. Oh, okay. Because you're pretty fly for a white witch. <laughs> I, I don't remember the color of the face. I just remember the hat. What color is the hat? Black. Okay. Uh, and I have like... I have unlocked level two seemingly permanently because I can get to it from the overworld now. Mm. 
but I haven't figured out how to proceed from there. It's a very like I, I what I have described in this podcast is pretty much everything I've figured out about how this game works. It sounds great. There's not like instructions. Oh, maybe. Geez, I didn't look for a README. Yeah, don't bother, though. <laughs> but, like, it, 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 seems, it, it seems this is way more interesting. Right. That was my take on it. It was that this is, like, it's it's a lot more interesting to just tr- kind of puzzle out. Does it even, feel good to play? It feels all right. It's not it's not super great, but it's it's good enough to keep going. Do you have a sense of whether it's, like, a Game Maker game or a Unity game? Or? Um, I don't. I, I, I get the impression. It feels to me like it's, like, the... Um, there are two separate executables for windowed mode and, uh, full screen mode. Okay. And That's probably not Unity. <laughs> yeah, it's not Unity. I don't think Game Maker does that either. I could be wrong. Yeah, weird. Um, but that, like, that's my basis for thinking this is probably not like a, a common engine game. Huh. Maybe it's not actually. A video game at all? Maybe it's it is some sort of potion that you've consumed that makes you think that you're playing a video game. That would actually explain a lot. If it's a love 2D game, I could just unzip the executable and forget the game's source code. Hmm. That all? Yeah, that's it. What have you been playing, Riff? Um. Not really any... Well, okay, uh, other than the assignment, I've been playing the next game that I'm releasing as a Let's Play series on YouTube, but I don't really want to say what it is yet, because it would spoil the surprise. Uh-huh. So that, 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 kind of <laughs> that kind of leaves me with not much of anything. Um, Can we play a game where we guess? Uh, sure. As long as it's, as long as it's not as as very good wrong. guesses. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Can we play a game where you think of a different video game and then we ask you yes or no questions to try to figure out what the video game is? Okay. Sure. Uh, let me think of a game. Um, okay. Is it Metroid Prime? No. Is it Metroid Prime 2 Hunters? No. Uh, is it a Hamtaro game? Uh, no. I, I'm stumped. Uh, do you use a controller to move a character around in this video game? Um, well, it's a hard one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that depends on how you define a controller. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Is it from uh, before the year two thousand? Yes. Hmm. Is it a PC game? No. Is it a handheld game? Wait, it's not your turn. <laughs> or, oh, I didn't know we had turns. <laughs> is it Pokemon Purple? Uh, that doesn't exist, so no. Is it a Pokemon game? No. Riff, are we taking turns here? Uh, that's uh, that's not a question relating to the game. I'm not in charge it's, of that. It's the game we're playing here. Oh, oh, I see. No, <laughs> it is okay. not. It is not as meta as that. Is it uh is it a Nintendo game? Uh no. Is it a is it a game you play on a handheld system? Uh I don't think it exists on handhelds. Is it is it a, a um a game you play on a, a PlayStation system? Not to my knowledge. Is it an Atari game? No. Is it on a console? Uh 
You might be able to get it on a console, but I don't. It's not inherently a console game, and it's also not a PC game, yeah. and it's not a handheld game. Yeah. So what this is? Is it maybe it's not a video game? Yeah, our, it is a video game. Is it an arcade game? Yes. Aha. Ah. Okay. That was the distinction we weren't making. Uh, is it? Does it have traditional like joystick and buttons? Yes. That that's what was stumbling me over controller. Oh yeah. Um, is it from before 1990? Uh, I would have to look. Hang on. It's from before 2000. So that. Is it spooky? Uh, nah. Going out of order here. Is it crazy taxi? Okay. It, it is pre-1990. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is it well known? Yes. Is it gauntlet? No. Is it multiplayer? Uh, yeah. Do you take it, turns? No. Don't take turns. So it's simultaneous multiplayer. Oh, yes. Is it is it Street Fighter? Nope. Is it a fighting game? Uh, it is not a one v one fighting game. Okay. Is it fan? Is it like fantasy? No. Is it sci-fi? No. Does it like take place in the real world? Uh, I I guess kinda. Yeah. Is it like contemporary-ish times? It's yeah, yeah. Is it a brawler? Yes. Is it like a beat 'em up? Is, uh, it, is, is it, it is it Final Fight? Nope. Is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. The arcade game. Is it Rampage? Nope. Uh, are you? Do you, is your is your avatar a human? Uh, yes. Are you? Are the enemies that you're fighting humans? Uh, primarily, yeah. Is it a side view? Yes. Did you already say whether it's a brawler? He did. Yeah. Griff has to answer. (laughs) I did, and it is. Okay. That's two questions. This is hard and probably not fun to listen to. I don't know, because our, our, our listeners being like, maybe they it's figured totally, it out. Yeah, Why aren't you guessing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, to- I'm surprised you haven't guessed it. Write yet. in some listeners' mail where you have your own questions, and we'll continue this next week. So it's a brawler from side pre- on pre-1990. Brawler. Double Dragon? Nope. Triple Dragon. <laughs> uh, is it more than two players simultaneous? No. What is a two-player pre-1990 brawler that's not Double Dragon? In the arcade. With a modern-day modern, modern day setting. Are you fighting... Do you ever fight robots? Uh... No. I don't think so. I don't remember Did- what the last stage is like, so maybe, but no, I don't think so. Contra? Nope. Do you, are you you're you're punching and not shooting? Yes, you're punching. Can you pick up? Can you pick up weapons? Uh, yeah. And we definitely are aware of this game. Oh yeah, you're gonna head desk. Huh. Uh, this is definitely boring. Yeah. Uh, is it a Capcom game? <laughs> Uh, Riff, would you say Bad Dudes is a brawler? I would, and it is indeed Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. 
Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> huh. Good yeah. work, everybody. <laughs> well, that Do you was, think that was 20 questions? That was way, that was, that way was more than 20 questions. That was a lot more than 20 questions. Anyway, listeners, let us know what you thought of that segment. If it was fucking insufferable, then we'll never do it again. If it was fun, then that's what we can do on weeks when Riff hasn't played anything that he's allowed to talk about. <laughs> uh, what about you, Kevin? Uh, I played through and finished uh, Wandersong. Oh, nice. Uh, it the, the tone continues to be like chipper but the, like there's some definite like change of like atmosphere mm. sort of midway on uh which is kind of neat uh it sort of i think it helps it have more going on because i think it would have just been boring if it had stayed sort yeah. of the same same way um but it's just it's just a fucking delight it's just so good and it's very positive and sort of i don't know loving in in fundamentally uh there's a sort of a secret you can unlock which unlocks uh developer commentary oh which neat which is cool um so how's that presented how is the the commentary presented yeah uh little white dots hovering in the environment that you go up to and talk as if they were characters and then it okay so the, the like text appears yeah and it's, yeah. it's as if the it's basically just the developers talking to you you can you basically unlock a stage you can unlock a stage that is you talking to the developers and they tell you about the game and then that creates a bunch of de- like a uh, developer commentary sort of bullets. Throughout it would be game. cool if their commentary got auto tuned <clears throat> by your oh yeah by the <laughs> note that you were indicating. Um, yeah, it's it's just a great game. There's there's a couple of like sort of slightly annoying challenges in it because the platforming gets weirder and harder, um, but overall it's just fantastic. Uh, and then I've continued to play a handful of other games. I'm still playing that um, Puzzle Craft 2 game. I think Seems I'm... awful, dude. Why? Because you all you ever do is complain about how its monetization is free-to-play trash, and then it makes you sad. Uh, no. I, like it, That is definitely an issue but if you just play a little bit every day you don't really encounter that right because it's not you don't have to stress about it um so i'm just been i've just haven't been stressing about making a bunch of progress at any given moment Mm. um but are you talking to your robot again riff uh it just it woke up so (laughs) the robot wants attention hey vector go to sleep All right, so he'll be out for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. He doesn't need much sleep. Oh, you know, I forgot a segment that I uh, had decided that I was going to do. Uh, somebody wrote in and told us that they really like it as a British person when Riff explains something British. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so it's time for a Riff session. <laughs> uh, Jim, think of something British. Put 30 seconds on the clock. And Riff will explain it. Okay, okay. Uh, bangers and mash. It's a riff session. Kids call it a riff session. Time for a riff session. We're on the playground, a riff session. When Riff has something to say, put 30 seconds on the clock and make way for the riff session. It's a riff session. It's Riff. All right, Riff. I, I, 
I'm not sure I know what that is. Do you That's want me to, even better. to Wikipedia yeah, or should I just no. guess? You should guess. You should right. explain it as best you can. You should explain right. it. So Bangers and Mash is, um, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure what they would call it, but I would call it a prank. It's like a traditional schoolboy prank, uh, where you, um, uh, where you stick a firecracker into mashed potatoes, <laughs> and you hide that in the uh, uh, in the uh, the 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 desks in the in these in the uh, public schools, which in England is a private school. Um, they have like the cubby holes like in the seat, so you hide that in the seat of the class. Uh, a rector who is who is like the student in this like like we would call the class president is the uh -huh. class rector in England. Makes sense. Uh, and yeah, you and uh, and uh, yeah, you light this firecracker and it you know it bangers and mash. It bangs and mashes. Yeah, wow. exactly. I I didn't actually set a timer. That's probably thirty seconds. That's it's very uh, good. That's very good. Uh, so Puzzlecraft Jesus. two. <laughs> yep, I, not as good as that segment. Nothing else. Uh, no, I played a little bit. There's like some new Hearthstone stuff that nobody cares about. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> well, shall we talk about our uh, assignment then? Sure. Uh, the Missing, starring J.J. Abrams and the Island of Despair. Yeah, it's a terrible video game. Yeah, Kevin really hated I, this game. I wow, really? a lot. Really yeah. hard, yeah. Yeah, I did not expect... You really pulled a me on this one. So, <clears throat> I do not like the very early sort of thematically important thing where you, like, touch a spike and explode into body parts. I felt like it was... I don't know. It was really bothering me how fragile the player character was and how kind of gross it was. And I also didn't like the fact that it was just like a bunch of like quasi scantily clad girl. Yeah, it's oh yeah, a little like yeah. it just seems super unnecessary. I mean, it's a, it's a Japanese game. It's there's there's yeah. nothing. It's a different culture. You can you can judge them, and it's totally fair. But a lot of people don't. It, like just every every little thing about it was kind of grating to me. I I thought the like opening sort of cutscene thing was sort of weirdly voice acted and yeah and the the story seemed really weird and then like it I, weirdly I, like it it the the voice acting felt it sounded like voice acting does on one of those games where you a line of dialogue appears and simultaneously it is spoken and then you thumb through to get to the next line yeah it, like they're very but disconnected. there were actually no there was no text appearing right <laughs> so um yeah i i don't know I, like I, I was i was sort of committed to playing it for a while and then i like made a bunch of progress and walked into a puddle and drowned and it set me back like 15 minutes of sort of oh, bummer. Oh, wow. yeah. garbage and i was like oh fuck this the checkpointing seems to be real bad i also i <clears> got <throat> a lot farther than you did but i also quit because of losing a bunch of progress at a checkpoint uh what there's a point where uh, i got to like this church and you have to just find a bunch of owls so mm, that they can yeah so you have to throw rocks at owls yeah, so they can also bad so they can break windows for you or it's like donuts or whatever i have this rock and i want to break this window yeah. <laughs> what is the right way to do oh i know i'll 
startle an owl and hope that it goes. Well, the windows are super high up and far back in the background. You'd never. Well, you be can able only to hit- throw in like six directions, and none of them are away from the so camera. It's not true that you can only throw in six directions. At least I found. I was playing it with a keyboard, and mm. I got stuck on a puzzle, and I just had to like because there's fucking not a single goddamn word of English that has been typed into a web page about this video game. All there is is YouTube videos. So I was just like, fuck, fine. I'll just look and see how to solve this. And it was like, oh, I see. They're playing with a controller, so you can just arbitrarily aim the throws. Are which, you kidding? Yeah, wow. Which, like, fuck me, right? So then I just had like, well, maybe I should just figure out how to do that on the keyboard, because surely they would have play-tested that. You keys down and uh, Yeah, so the arrow keys are normally the same as WASD, but when you're holding the thing to throw, you can use the arrow keys uh, to sort of like, direction of when, you hit, when you hit the arrow, the, like, because you, you can hit W and E at the same time to aim up, or right. D and E at, at the same time to throw, like, sort of perpendicular or parallel to the ground. And that happens instantaneously when you hit WASD, but it gradually moves from wherever it is to wherever you're aiming it. Like fucking, this, uh, yeah. This game Yoshi's doesn't Island. actually tell you how to play it. Yeah, which and it's like is I guess uh, it probably would have been a lot better on a controller actually, because a lot of the problem that I had with it was like in order to proceed through this puzzle, I need to hit every key on the keyboard until I figure out the one that does a thing. Yep. And there are fewer buttons on the controller to hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was always very difficult to, like, actually figure out, like, where the fuck am I supposed to be standing to start pushing this crate? Yeah. And, like, she doesn't, like, get into position to do it. it. And, Not yeah. really, though. It's... It, it, uh, I, I struggled with it every single time. Uh, on the it, Switch, it plays pretty well, although uh, I, with the caveat that you absolutely have to play it docked and play it on a TV because the the screen of the Switch is not nearly large enough to to, to deal with detail. Yeah, this fine detail and the text is all really tiny. I like I played it handheld for like fifteen minutes and it gave me a real headache. Why is the like weird collectible donuts? Does that explain? <laughs> I, I, I did not finish it. I got a little farther than Zach did. I got to like a part in a, in a factory, uh, where the, the giant whirling fans that you don't want to stand in front of because they suck you in and fire your body parts out to a different part I, of the level I, are. I think the actual answer to that is that donuts are a Twin Peaks thing. Oh my God. That's such a, a such a leap. <laughs> so the, what we haven't actually Maybe. talked about what the game is yeah, or the things that are interesting about it. it it's kind of like a limbo style puzzler. Yeah. It's like uh, limbo crossed with um uh uh Wario Land 2 or 3 where like hmm. where we're like doing things to Wario causes him to go on fire or turn into a spring or do something that that gives yeah, him except so mobility well, maybe, and maybe this key changes later but so far all that's happened to the, my protagonist is she loses limbs which so, you can then pick up and throw yeah, yeah. With that, but that which is used as a mechanic right you have to yeah. sort of die and then you go oh fuck my arm's off but then you can pick up your arm and throw it with the other Except arm there's, there's a, a thing. fucking 
keyboard command to hurt yourself, which I assume is to like lop off a limb or something like that when there aren't spikes around, but that's oh, not activated. For it doesn't, it, it doesn't it's in, the, it's do in the list of controls. I think it doesn't do anything until you unlock it in the story or whatever, uh, which I mean, what do you do, right? If there's a new control, if there's a new control that doesn't get unlocked until like three quarters of the way through the game, you need to be able to fucking rebind keys because there's, there's six dudes that that's the only fucking thing they care about and will leave you negative <clears> steam <throat> reviews if you don't have key rebinding in your fucking video game. Uh, Come on, lazy devs. It only takes like 10 minutes. Fuck you. God, fuck. <laughs> God, fuck right. those guys. I, I don't I don't like people who leave Steam reviews either. Every once in a while, I will say, like, uh, I see it on other people's games. Like, it doesn't bother me that much that, that they did it to us, right? It's like, fine, fucking whatever. Like, but, like, seeing, the, like, I've seen multiple times when I've been looking at the reviews for games, negative reviews that are just like, I played this game for like six hours. It's great. I finished it, but I'm leaving a negative review because there's no key rebinding. And I want like, I don't think that anybody at Valve wants that person doing that on their platform. I want to be able to report that and then have that person just not be allowed to review games anymore. That's what I want. Yeah. Or the, what is the like? Because that's fucking, it's just shadow banning where they, they think that they're, they think they've reviewed it, but they haven't yet. Or even they might, maybe it even shows up, but just doesn't count towards anything important yeah. yeah because the because the review score is actually important on steam in particular although they always say it's not as important as developers think it is oh no it's but... very important like if you get if you get dropped down to mixed you get shown to they always say a fraction of the number it's not as important as kevin thinks it is <laughs> i don't know yeah I, yeah uh Luckily, there aren't enough of those fucking monsters to take a game with good reviews and and get it down to mixed. Uh, you know, unless they unless the game is made by some sort of SJW cuck, then they'll or Blizzard they'll brigade them. I wonder Jesus. how the Di- well Diablo three isn't on Steam, so they're immune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, they were not immune to the brigading of YouTube dislikes. There we I go. saw it. I saw something that bounced to actually the front page of it. Like I don't actually subscribe to any gaming stuff when I'm logged into Reddit, but something made it onto the front page feed somehow uh, w- about uh, screenshots of these videos before and after like hundreds of thousands of dislikes were purged from them. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't like they got rid of all of the dislikes. It was like this conspiracy theory where this morning this video had 400,000 dislikes and now it only has 200,000 dislikes. It's like, okay... And they don't think 200,000 people woke up and like in a hangover and were like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or 200,000 people just got their accounts deleted. <laughs> right. I, for being bots. I right, think right. that I, this indicates that I'm doing something correct. I saw absolutely no, I saw none of the backlash to the Blizzard Diablo uh, mobile game announcement thing, but my Twitter feed was nothing but people complaining about the backlash. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's where I am with pretty much every like every time gamers freak out. Mm. <laughs> um, I did see uh, there was I, I went to that YouTube video as a result of the Reddit thing that popped up, and like there were just thousands or tens of thousands of comments that were just copied and pasted like ascii art of like a guy flipping you off and uh the same text over and over again about how the uh blizzard devs suck you you found like bot town yeah and i i feel like what i would do if i ran youtube is anytime somebody posted that on a thing i would just delete their account (laughs) 
<laughs> um, man, you know, people talk about how you can't have like draconian moderation measures, but back when you could, the internet sure was better. Yeah, I, why, why can't you have draconian moderation? Yeah, I think the people who measures? say that are just wrong. Well, you in, won't. Unless, right? unless you, you won't the, have them if you are a free service and you rely on numbers. Or yeah, or you you won't RPG have them if you don't want to pay a bunch of moderators. Is yeah. is what it really is. Was it was it RPG Net or whatever That's, that did the thing where? They basically just banned anybody that talks about Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. Um, just as a stance that Trump is so toxic that anybody who's talking in favor of him is clearly a toxic person. Anyway, so. you could rebind that key uh, <laughs> sure. before the key does anything. And I don't really know that I like I can't hold that against it because what what option do you have? Like, don't show it until it's been discovered. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. You, you have to slowly build up the key rebind menu as different moves have been uh, tutorialized. Uh, sure. Later on, you in the second level, there's like these wrecking balls that when yeah. you get hit by them, you get like the broken bone status. And so it makes it much more cumbersome for you to move around. But gravity is also upside down. What? So <laughs> that's fucking yeah, cool. That's okay. pretty it's just, rad. It's really good. It's yeah. like... The animation for her sense? resetting her broken bones is pretty good, too. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, so, I mean... It... Later, the next one after that is uh, Catching on Fire, uh, hmm. which lets you okay, burn, so this is burn very much through like Warrior obstructions Land. and stuff. Yeah, And, and uh, not just uh, burn through obstructions, but also provides light in darkened areas. Hmm. So it's actually pretty interesting. I, got, I just got bummed out and quit. Like, I got to the end of that cathedral segment and was being chased by the big monster and like every time you get killed it just takes you back to the like not only the beginning of that sequence but like yeah the right before the beginning of that sequence when you then have to go and stand on the pressure stand, plate yeah and, and then wait the for the thing to again. spawn again yeah. yeah it's like the check not understanding not what great. What, what makes games fun that that <laughs> sequence is not very long though so it, yeah. it, it only took me two or three tries to get I, I feel like this is like emblematic of the game design as a whole like it's just not a very well made game it, um, the puzzles are good it's just they're, everything that isn't levels or puzzles is a little or story or interface is kind of right <laughs> it, it's, it's it's one of those like I it, it it seemed to me like the the good part of this game was not even the story, but just the 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 aesthetic, yeah, and the ideas. Yeah. I mean, the idea, like I really like that that when that wrecking ball thing happened, I was like, oh fuck yeah, this yeah. is pretty good. That's fair. Like yeah. now, I like I like I'm this. I just got so much more faith in this thing as a result. But really, what it makes me want is to just watch a skilled playthrough of yeah. it because yeah. you get absolutely everything out of it. Other than right. solving the puzzles yourself, but if you don't really trust, yeah, trusting it, the design, it's the implementation. It's not that I think the puzzles would be unfair. It's that I think I would like it would not be clear whether I was like not making a jump because I wasn't executing on it correctly or because right. it was impossible yep. in the physics system. And I don't trust that to be clear, really. Yeah. Although it's it's generally like pretty friendly. Like it'll land in terms jumps. Of it'll land jump jumps for you. Like. If you think you can make it, you probably can, for the most part. Yeah. One it, thing that I, I don't know if this my game was in a weird state, but in the for the first twenty minutes of the game, 
the protagonist like had her phone out while running around, just like on not looking. Yeah, on screen, not looking where she was going, just like running while like was swiping. The phone interface was was the phone interface up? No. Oh, okay. But like it might be that <clears throat> I pulled up the phone interface and put it away, and that animation got stuck. Right. Mm. But I, I for a while I thought I thought that was characterization. <laughs> the uh, the fact that the character doesn't seem to react to the fact that she just saw herself be killed early in the game is super weird to me. Like when you when you wake up and you walk over to the right and there's a monster killing you and then Emily <laughs> runs away you're like I'm like why am I not freaked out by the fact that my body's on the ground like what is going on here? I didn't interpret I mean, she, that as me I thought that was just a pretty another coolly person. to all the stuff that happens to her it, I don't know that that may be a thing that gets some kind of explanation later on okay it was just baffling to me what was yeah it going is weird on. that it was that me. particular moment struck me too the key bind for pushing a crate was also if you yeah. weren't near a crate, that was to yell, Emily, where are you? <laughs> and so every time I wanted to push a crate somewhere, what I actually did was yell, Emily, five or six times. <laughs> yeah. and then Emily, help crate. me push this crate. I, yeah. I also had this experience. Emily, where do I stand? With the, Emily, this is annoying. Yeah, just the tone of it is so weird because you're like falling on all these spikes, breaking into like 12 pieces. But you're still just like looking for Emily, like n- like nothing's changed. I, uh, I just couldn't. Yeah, just couldn't I'm, do it. I'm 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 interested to play more of it, partly because, um, uh, I'm 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 down with the puzzles so far, but also just because it seems from what I've been seeing on Twitter, it seems like people that that play through the the whole story are have been wildly complimentary about it especially in like huh. the lgbtq community have huh. have been uh like messaging sweary because i follow sweary on twitter and and he retweets a lot of this and have been like telling him that this story like was super moving to them on a personal level and i'm like well dang i i kind of want to see what happens then yeah, it does remind me of the time when I was young and in love and got hit by a wrecking ball. Yeah. And most of my bones and gravity turned upside down. I was young and in love and we were doing a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> so I said that the donuts were a Twin Peaks thing, but one thing that this is like the one thing David Lynch would never have gotten wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that the 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 right. when you get the multi donut item it gives you yep. ten donuts. Yeah. <laughs> the yep. fuck is that? Would you have been happy with thirteen? Yeah, sure, that's a baker's dozen. Okay. Yeah. No, but there, nobody, nobody ever gives you thirteen donuts. Well, if, you, you, if, you, if they did, I would come back every time. Yeah, but they'd be wasting a bunch of box space. You can't put thirteen in a rectangle. Well, they put it on top. It's like here's a here's a teaser for you. They just they shove it down your mouth. Yeah. Okay, they just put it in you. Okay. Yeah. They just put it in you. You can't leave until you open your mouth to prove that you swallowed so you the whole gotta, thing. So you got to put it in you. <laughs> yeah. 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 They pull out the little dental mirror. Because um, they don't want you reselling them, right? Like they want yeah. to prove it. It's like, oh, I want to see you do a donut before I sell you some donuts. <laughs> you have to go yeah, to the parking lot. You have to lot. prove you're not a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, get, to get donuts. Wait a minute. Shop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ah, very good. Um, so yeah, that's d- the missing J.J. McLemore and the haunted 
boat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riff, what's our assignment for next time and why? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Soul Calibur 6 is what we're playing. Why? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've been seeing people playing it and talking about it, and I thought, you know, we've never done a 1v1 fighting game to my memory. And uh, I don't know. And I've always kind of liked the Soul Calibur series in general, and they have a strong... Uh, uh, single player campaign. So like. Oh, so there is a single player. Yeah. Portion. Part yeah. Of it. Okay. So yeah. Do they have the thing where like there it's it's sort of trying to be Zelda where you go through a map and each each cell on the map has a different oh you like know, a fight with a different handicap. I mean, it probably is similar to that. I I yeah. Which one was that? Was that five or four that had that? One? Uh, they had that in. I played. I think I played two. Okay. It was whatever one we got when we were still at the old office and you had bought one. And yeah. I remember you and Jenny playing yeah. some of it. And did you got to customize your character? Like, didn't Jenny make a character that looked a lot like Oh, yeah. The, the, the people are doing crazy shit with the character customizer in this one. Somebody, I've just seen, like, somebody made a gigantic dicks. Well, it, somebody made a Magikarp. That was pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> huh. Huh. What was the moveset? Uh, it uses Voldo's moveset because him flopping <laughs> on the ground makes okay. the, the animation of the Magikarp. That makes sense. I've been enjoying watching the Red Dead Redemption 2 bug sort of videos where... Oh, like uh, maybe, NPCs falling on the ground and then just rotating like... Flopping around like... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like good stuff. Fish. I guess some of the... So there's also some like... that That has resurfaced some of the original Red Dead Redemption ones where like... There was a horse uh, talking about wanting to like build a hang glider and fly, and then it like take it like straps itself and takes off off a cliff <laughs> with a hang glider. This is very cogent. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I finally saw something that made me kind of excited about Fallout seventy six, which was just Danny O'Dwyer made this Twitter thread where he was oh, just yeah. describing his experience with the beta, and it was like, oh yeah, this actually sounds like kind of what I want, which is Fallout but with no NPCs because <laughs> and lots I think of bugs, that, yeah, uh, and lots of dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, it seemed like he did not really like it was big enough that he didn't run into a lot of dickheads. But I mean, maybe it's only in the beta. Yeah, but yeah, is it so. is that multiplayer only? Yeah, okay. yeah, I yeah. Think so the the uh, thing the thing that I saw in it that makes me have to play it is that my fucking high school is in it. <laughs> oh, what? So yeah, I I watched the uh, the Eurogamer review uh, video review of the uh, beta. And he like pulled up his map at one point, and it, there was like a node right on it that said Morgantown High School, and it, it had like a quest marker on it. And I'm like, well, fuck! How can I possibly not buy this and yeah, not go do a quest in my own high school? <laughs> it's like your high school reunion, yeah, in video game form. <laughs> yeah, oh. your 400th high school reunion. <laughs> well, no, I guess it's early. It'd be like your 80th. Is it just like in the 21? I think it's 2076, isn't it? Or is it 2176? I don't know. You actually could have your high school reunion there. Just to get everybody to buy a copy of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If it, if it actually has like 
customizable server matchmaking that way. That would be pretty funny. Right. All right, Jim. Uh, let's do a gym class. Okay. Uh, share with us some of your favorite uh, tips and tricks. Tips and tricks, like about about, about yeah, whatever you want. About uh-huh. what? Dealer's choice. Tick tipster's choice. Grab the ball, the whistle blows. It's time to expand what you know. Get into squats. Get off your ass. The bell just rang. It's gym class. Crawford experience. Oh man, Tricks, um, child rearing. Okay, context. all right. So no, you got it. You got so, it. So um, when you're removing a diaper, like very often, like being exposed to air is what like makes them pee immediately. So you want to like just lift the diaper up a little bit so they can get that pee out of the way, and then then you can open it up. Have you have you had some? Uh negative interactions in this sphere oh i mean every every interaction with my boy is uh is a wonderful uh uh-huh i mean it's 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 i like this kid you know it's good on the whole okay. um, uh, so i can like i feel like for me mm-hmm. uh being exposed to air that most often what it means when my penis is suddenly exposed to open air uh-huh. is that it's time to pee okay yep um so maybe this is where you learned it well yeah but that's like i feel like that is based on a lot of experience and i don't really know why that would be true of like a baby lamarckian uh, evolution okay that's <laughs> okay. there we go yeah. solved it Maybe it's related to how babies inherently know how to hold their breath when they're underwater. Or under pee. Yeah. <laughs> under duress. Under tail. Delta rune. Uh, gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording number 350, episode number 350 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, each and every one of you. Each and every one of you I treasure. Even me? Yeah, even you, Jim. <laughs> wow. I'm, I can't wait until we get to have Winston as a special guest. Oh, that would be great. It's going to be great. I'll be in my mid-50s. <laughs> wait, he's not allowed on until he's like 18? <laughs> I was thinking like he'd probably want to be at least 12. Mm-hmm. Then I would just be 50. I think oh, he'll could start be... playing video games and yeah. be able to talk about them. Like next year. Really? Yeah. I'm not showing my kid video games that like, soon. When he's okay. like five. Yeah, five... Five is probably about the right age. When he starts making up jokes, that's when we should have him on. That's a good idea. Should, are you going to do the like Andy Bayo thing where you do you expose him to video games chronologically? I have thought way too much, like more than anything else about his his uh, upbringing. I've thought about that. Yeah, seems uh, like so much work. Yeah, you have to hide Minecraft from him until he's eighteen. <laughs> Well, or you like you just accelerate it, right? Like you. Yeah, you no, that's 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 actually my intent. You just like Shyamalan the village, but at a slightly less right, but relevant if, if and like, faster. You see if the kids grew- in the sky, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you can't know about that till next year, son. Yeah, this <laughs> for something. University of California at back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I kind of want to buy a beach and then open it to the public and just name it Pac-Man Beach. 
Wouldn't you go to Pac-Man Beach? Sure. No matter how shitty it was. Yeah. You just want a picture of the sign. Okay. I guess I could just make a sign that said Pac-Man Beach, take it to a normal beach. And just or not yeah, even... it'd be way cheaper to buy a sign than it would be to buy a beach. <laughs> or you could just have the sign in like your room. Mm-hmm. With some sand under it. Mm. I mean, if you want to go all out. Whenever there's whenever I have sand on my floor, I'll like sweep it under the Pac-Man beach sign. <laughs> right. Just eventually it'll be a beach. Yeah. That's yeah. how beaches are made. Yeah. It's just God sweeps all the trash. That's how Florida got made. <laughs> oh, sick burn. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if we should feel bad. How did they do in the election? It has, mm. They have no idea. Wow. Like, it's, it's, okay. Like, it's recounts all over the place. Trash state. They can't figure anything out. I know some people in Florida that are cool. Yeah, me too. Good night, Florida. Does that mean they, <laughs> they smoke up? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're cool. If, the, if, if a cop from Florida... If a cop is from Florida, he has to tell you. <laughs> uh, Otherwise, it's entrapment st- starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Good Have night. a great week, everyone.